the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus says, when you do it, not if you do it, when you pray, when you fast, when you do your charitable deeds, not if. He's not saying here, hey, if you ever happen to do these things, here's some instructions for you to consider. Now, Jesus expected every one of his disciples to engage in these spiritual practices. When you grow up in America, it's easy to adopt the attitude of America, the independent, do-it-my-own-way philosophy of life. But when it comes to following Jesus, it's time to lay down the independence. There are certain things that Jesus doesn't even command us to do. He just expects it. So how about it? Are you fasting, praying, and doing charitable deeds? Come along with us today as Pastor Dan shares the instructions Jesus gave for when you fast, when you pray, and when you do charitable deeds. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 6, we made our way to verse 1 of Matthew chapter 6, where it says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men uh, to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Lord, we thank you for your word today. As always, Lord, we're grateful just to open your word and to hear from you and Lord, we ask that your spirit would be our teacher this morning and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word today and that you would give us understanding, that you would give us personal application to these things. And Lord, I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are looking at the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus delivered on a hillside there overlooking the Sea of Galilee in Israel. It's his longest sermon recorded in the Bible, and it's a sermon for disciples. It's a sermon for believers. It's not really a sermon for all people. It's not just giving us good principles we can apply to anyone. These are, these are things for believers here, for disciples. If you look back in chapter 5, Verse 14, verse 13, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We as believers in Jesus Christ, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Jesus said. And it's emphatic here, you are the only salt. You are the only light. And we are to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. And now in chapter 6, Jesus expands on this. And he speaks of three areas of the Christian life that we do or live out before people. He speaks of doing charitable deeds or righteous works in verses 1 to 4, prayer in verses 5 to 15, and fasting in verses 16 to 18. Notice with each of these that Jesus says, when you do it. Not if you do it, when you pray, when you fast, when you do your charitable deeds, not if. He's not saying here, hey, if you ever happen to do these things, here's some instructions for you to consider. No, Jesus expected every one of his disciples to engage in these spiritual practices, Doing charitable deeds, praying, and fasting should be part of the normal Christian life for every believer. Interestingly, though, Jesus begins this section with a warning. Look at verse 1. He begins verse 1 by saying, 
take heed. That means beware. Watch out for this. He's warning us. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your father in heaven. Jesus warns us here about our motives. Our motives in doing these things. Again, we should let our light shine before men that they see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. But we need to take heed to our motives. Why do we do charitable deeds? Why do we do good works? Why do we pray? Why do we fast? What's our motivation? Now, again, these things are part of the normal Christian life. We should have charitable deeds or good works. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, it says we should be rich in good works. James 2.18 says we show our faith by our works. So charitable deeds are a part, a normal part of the Christian life. You come here to church. Ephesians 4 says to be equipped for the work of the ministry. You come here, you get equipped, then you go out and you do the work of the ministry. And then you come back, you know, Thursday night or for a Bible study or Sunday morning, you get equipped again, and then you go out and you do the work of the ministry. You come in, you get filled up, you go out, you pour out. You come back in, you get filled up again, you go back out, you pour out again in the ministry. We, we need that outlet. Every Christian needs that outlet of ministry. If you don't have that outlet, if it's just coming in and getting filled up, and never going out and pouring out. Well, then you will become spiritually bloated. And when you become spiritually bloated, you become a critic. You'll become critical. And you'll sit here and say, I didn't really like that third song they played. I've never heard that before. I don't even know. the. How do they expect us to worship to this song? I don't know those words. I can't sing that song. Or... You know, the sermon went really long today. I don't like when he goes long. He gives us no warning. It's like some weeks he goes 40 minutes. Some weeks he goes 55 minutes. I can't figure it out. How are we supposed to plan lunch? You know? Or those Christmas decorations. I just don't like the decor this year. It was so much nicer last year. Right? We become critical. If you're just coming in and filling up and filling up and filling up, And never going out and ministering, you just become critical. We need that outlet. We need that outlet. We need the outlet of good works. Going out and pouring out into other people. But here Jesus warns us to make sure that the motive behind our charitable deeds or our works or our ministry is not the desire to be seen by men. Again, he's speaking to Christians here. He's speaking to his disciples and he's warning us. Some people do these things with the wrong motives. They do them to be seen by men or to be praised by men. The apostle Paul said he was compelled by the love of Christ. That's what motivated Paul, the love of Christ. We should be compelled to do our charitable deeds by the love of Jesus Christ for us. Compelled by his love for us and what he did for us in dying on the cross for our sins, offering himself to provide forgiveness and salvation to us. 
Elsewhere, Paul said, since Jesus died for all, those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. We should live our lives now for Jesus Christ who died for us and rose again. That's our motivation. That's the right motivation. In Galatians chapter 2, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why, that's why Paul was motivated to do the things he did. His motivation was Jesus Christ who loved him and gave himself for Paul. And that should be our motivation. To serve, to pray, to fast, because he loves me. And he gave himself for me. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. But the problem is, is we have two natures in us. We've got the spirit and we've got the flesh. And the flesh is always contrary to the spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Our flesh likes recognition. Our flesh likes to be admired by others. Our flesh likes to be praised. Our flesh likes to be told how wonderful and talented we are. Our flesh wants people to see our good works and be impressed with us. Our flesh wants people to think that we are so godly and so deeply spiritual. So Jesus warns us to be careful that we don't do our works just to be seen and admired by others. If you do, Jesus said, look what it says, you will have no reward in heaven for your charitable deeds. The Bible tells us that Jesus will judge all of our works that we have done for him as his disciples. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you're taking notes, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 13 to 15, it says, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. That's important. What sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. Each of our works will be tested to see what sort it is, meaning what was our motivation for doing it? Not just what we did, but what was our motivation? What was our heart behind it? Anything done with selfish motivations or self-seeking motivation will be burned up, Paul says. And so verse two, he goes on, therefore, when you do a charitable deed, again, it's expected that you're going to do that because that's part of the normal Christian life. Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have 
their reward. Now, I, I do not believe people actually announce their good works with a trumpet blast. I don't think they had like, you know, strike up the band. I just did something good kind of thing. But the idea here is, is don't do your good works in a way that intentionally draws attention and praise to you. Don't broadcast your good works to others. Jesus said that this is what the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Now, this word hypocrites, if you're taking notes, this word hypocrites, it's the Greek word for an actor, like a stage actor. It's talking about uh, someone who was playing a part, someone who was playing a part, but was not really that person they portrayed, an actor. Now, theater was very, uh, very popular among the Romans. Uh, every Roman city had a theater. If you go to Israel today, you visit the Roman cities, there's, there's theaters in every Roman city. So uh, the Jews didn't have theaters in their towns, but they were familiar with theater because of the Romans. And here Jesus borrows something that was common in the Roman culture to illustrate his point. Jesus used this word hypocrite three times. In this chapter, once here in verse two, and then down in verse five, when he's speaking of praying, and then down in verse 16, when he speaks of fasting and his statement about hypocrisy, it was directed at the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes and everyone in the audience there on that hillside knew who Jesus was talking about. He's taken a shot at the Pharisees and the scribes. In John chapter 12, verse 43, Jesus said of the religious leaders, they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, Jesus said, all their works they do to be seen by men. The religious leaders did their works to receive glory from men, not because they loved God. They weren't compelled by God's love for them. They were compelled by a desire to be admired, a desire to be glorified by by man, by people, to be noticed. If you remember back in chapter 5, verse 20, Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The scribes and Pharisees, the religious people were hypocrites. They were actors. They were playing a role. But they were not truly righteous. And those like the scribes and the Pharisees who do their charitable deeds, who do their works, who do their ministry, that they may have glory from men. Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. Literally, their reward is paid in full. The only reward they will receive will be all the oohs and ahs they get from people. That's the only reward. You can imagine someone arriving in heaven expecting to receive a big reward from the Lord for all of their charitable deeds, all of their good works, and, and, and saying, Lord, I, I donated thousands of dollars to this ministry. They even put my name on a plaque in, in the lobby. Lord, you've seen the plaque, right? You've seen my name there on the plaque. So, so Lord, where's my reward? And the Lord will say, That plaque is your reward. Because you did it to be seen by men and to be glorified by people. There will be many people in heaven who expect to receive a large reward for their works on earth who will be surprised to learn 
They already received the reward. They've already received all the reward they're going to get because their motives were wrong. Even if they do great things. Even if they spend thousands of dollars and give thousands of dollars. If the motives are wrong, there's no reward in heaven. Verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. He he says here in verse three, you know, if it were possible, keep your charitable deeds so secret that they are even secret to yourself. Where your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing. Again, don't do anything to draw attention to yourself or to draw praise to yourself. I love when I hear about someone who's been quietly serving and ministering to others. And and you don't hear it from them. You hear it from someone else. You know, kind of through the grapevine. You hear about this person. And when you hear about it, you're like, wow, I had no idea that that person was doing all of that and ministering to so many people in that way. That's because that person was ministering to the Lord. For the Lord. Out of their gratitude to Jesus Christ who died for them and saved them. They, they weren't doing it to receive recognition from people. You know, if you think about it, in the Gospels, whenever Jesus worked a miracle, it says people praised God. Have you ever noticed that? They praised God. It doesn't say they praised Jesus. They praised God. Jesus did his works in such a way that people left that scene praising God. We should do our charitable deeds in secret, it says. In other words, the word secret here is the Greek word crypto. We get the word cryptocurrency. And cryptology. How many of you understand what cryptocurrency is? None of you. It's a secret, right? It's hidden. That's what the word means. It's concealed. Our charitable deeds should be hidden from others as much as possible. Some works are impossible to to hide, like, like teaching a Bible study like this. I can't do this in secret. But as much as possible, we do it in secret. Our motives are pure. And when our motives are pure, we aren't interested in people knowing about it. We aren't interested in broadcasting it, making others aware. And look at the promise in verse 4. Your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. We do our works, we do our prayers, our fasting for an audience of one. For the Lord. And what we do in secret for the Lord, the Lord sees it. Because the Lord is omniscient. Nothing is hidden from him. And the promise is the Lord will reward openly. And the rewards you receive from the Lord will be far better than any that a boy or way to go you receive from any person. And so now we move on to prayer in verse 5. Verse 5 says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.